Carl Carafel. And this is Turnbuckle Talk. Episode number 258, and we are coming to you live from deep within inside the Wrestle House. We've got an absolute jam-packed show for you today lots to go over there's lots that's happened over this past week in the world of professional wrestling and it's it's insane the amount of stuff that i've got for this week if you saw there was the uh the preview there that gives you just a little bit of an idea of what is actually in store for today i'm going to start things off with something historic no, first we're going to start things off as usual. Ed Fry's coming in here. It's time for Carl's Turnbuckle Talk. My friend, thank you so much. I appreciate you and I appreciate every single time that you come in here and leave a comment. And I know that sometime it is, sometimes it's hard for you uh, because you do have other things that you have to do like NXT. That's right. After this program, make sure that you are sticking around at 10 p.m. is going to start the double feature of Power Out and NXT following that. And I do believe that this week's Power Out is going to be hosted by none other than Love Wrestling's Plugo, which is going to be very interesting. Ed, yes, you are correct here. This one here, we're going to say as well. Rest in peace, Mr. Henson. A professional wrestler, as well as a referee within the WWE. And it's almost kind of fitting in a bad way that I titled this episode, Are You Refing Kidding Me? I wish that that didn't happen, but it did. Unfortunately, that's what happened. But yeah, definitely rest in peace. I mean, it's always, always sad when we see somebody within the community leave and go to another world. It's sad. So I wish nothing but my sincerest condolences to family, friends, and fans alike. As I said before, something historic is what I am going to talk about first off. And no, it is not maybe what you're thinking. I can guarantee you it's not what you're thinking. This historic piece here is that someone named Mighty Joe, or back then known as Big Joe and myself, Carl Carafel, Six years ago to the day, had the chance and the opportunity to interview none other than Brian Cage with Energy Rock Radio. If I had done my uh, homework, if I had maybe prepared a little bit better, I would have probably had a little audio clip to play, but 
I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to reach out to the owner of Energy Rock Radio and see if he will allow me to use the recordings that I have with the Energy Rock Radio uh, branding to it to repurpose and republish onto Turnbuckle Studios as special editions of Turnbuckle Talk. We'll see how that goes. We have many different interviews that we did from Brian Cage to Nick Aldis to Santino Morella to uh, Hart Smith or Smith Hart. Um, who else? Bushwhacker Luke was another one. Jazzy Gabert, the alpha female, was another. We we got a whole list of people that we've interviewed. C.W. Anderson as well. Those were good times. Those were good times. I miss those times, and I hope that maybe one day I can get back to doing stuff like that, doing some really amazing interviews. Something that was not so good, and before I get into this, I'm just going to take a drink of my non-sponsored Dr. Pepper for a moment. Okay. So, last week's program developed a big discussion surrounding WWE Monday Night Raw and how the show started out. Which then turned into a discussion about the differences between, let's say, the WWE and AEW when it comes to the E standing for entertainment as opposed to wrestling. I voiced my opinion saying that I believe that Monday Night Raw should not have started out with a quiz bowl. AEW, you done gone done it, didn't you? AEW pulled a Raw. The very next night after last week's episode, AEW pulls a Raw. I am very much so used to AEW starting out their shows with an amazing high caliber type style matchup. And we did not get that this week. So yes, I am going to talk about my disdain for the way that AEW started their show this week. I know that that's going to make some people angry and that's going to make other people happy to know that I am not just taking sides when it comes to my belief of how a wrestling show should start. AEW started out with an MJF promo inside the ring. Everybody was in the ring. Then we got, you know, like CM Punk come come out. And then we had all this different stuff happening. All to set up a match. Okay, I get it. It was great. It was good. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. But I think that we should have started as we normally do on AEW. With a matchup. As opposed to this promo, this promo, this, this that happened could have happened after the first matchup. Instead, in the first 45 minutes of the show, we got like one and a half, maybe two matches. 45 minutes is, is quite a long time for your show when it's only a two hour show. I think it would be safe to say that in the first hour, we had two matches. AEW, come on. Tony Khan, come on. You talk about wanting to listen to the fans and hear the fans. Well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. No matter if it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, MLW, NWA, doesn't matter impact yeah i'm a big fan of impact i always have been um yeah i just i i just did not enjoy 
seeing AEW start the show off without a matchup. And maybe I'm in the minority here when I say this, but I would rather have seen a match first thing. Why did we have to have this? I know I get why we had to have this promo. It's to set things up. I get it. We just could have had a match first. <laughs> that would have made me so happier than I am right now. And I'm hoping, maybe hoping that tomorrow we can actually have a professional wrestling match to start off dynamite. Hello, Bobby. Good to see you. Thank you for coming by my friend. It is always amazing to have you here inside the chat and anyone that is watching feel free because you are my co-hosts interact with me with the conversations that I am having interact with it. Let me know your thoughts on all of this because without you guys, I wouldn't be here. I would just be talking to absolutely nobody and then putting out some audio and who knows where it would go from there, but it's because of you guys and the interaction with you guys that I continue to do this live from deep within inside the wrestle house. So yeah, AEW, you know what? I just realized this is a pretty stacked AEW-esque show this week. Huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. Bobby coming in here asking a question. Who is the next challenge for Camille? at the Crockett cup this year at the, uh, for the, uh, NWA, you know what? I, I don't even know right now. I don't have any, any speculation at all. I really don't. So I can't answer that question for you. What I will say is that if any of you do have questions, comments, or topics that you want discussed, please go ahead to the social medias. As you see up there at TB talk pod, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, give me your questions and your topics that you want for shows. I will gladly go through and answer them live on screen or just answer them directly to you. So this is a very AEW-esque show. Next topic I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring to everybody here. Something that... Uh, really angers me a little bit. Now, I don't know if any of you will agree with me or not, and I might, again, be in a minority for this. Ed coming in saying he's excited for the stacked NXT show tonight. It definitely will be a, is a stacked show tonight. Again, you want, you want to hear some amazing things coming out of this episode of NXT tonight? 10 p.m. tonight, you're going to hear a little bit of NWA and NXT in the double feature starting at 10 p.m. I am a big guy. I have a belly on me. I'm fat. Uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll call it what it is. I'm fat. And I've been a bigger guy pretty much my entire life. I have been body shamed pretty much my entire life. From a child, even all the way up to today. Last week, I can't remember when. But I saw on Twitter a graphic, a photo that somebody put up body shaming Adam Cole, Fabe. And it got me to thinking. First off, I would love to see the shape of the person 
that left that photo and comment. And then I would like to see them get into the ring and work as well as Adam Cole does. Now for me, I always gravitated towards the bigger guys. Yokozuna. Yokozuna was was a huge, <laughs> huge man. But the Bam Bam Bigelows, the big boss mans, Mike Shaw, my buddy Bashing Booger, those guys, because I looked like them and they could work inside that ring, especially somebody like Bam Bam Bigelow doing a moonsault. Really? A big guy doing a moonsault. So now we've got all this body shaming happening around Adam Cole. Because back in the NXT WWE days, he was quite ripped. He was in shape and he was quite ripped. Now, it seems as though he isn't working out as much or keeping himself as toned as he has been. So he doesn't look as muscular. But does this really take away from his ability to work inside of the ring? I haven't seen it take away from his ability to work yet. I really haven't. So what is the problem? Is it because he's not full of muscles? Doesn't have that eight pack on him anymore? Does that make him a poor wrestler now? Really? Really? I don't believe it does. I really don't. I think that this body shaming that is happening, and it's not just happening with Adam Cole. It's happening with a number of different wrestlers as well. It just needs to stop. First off, please show me how ripped you are. Second off, please get inside that ring and do what we have done. And then you can talk. I don't know. Speaking of, at the top of the hour, or the beginning of the broadcast, we talked about that amazing interview that we were able to do with Brian Cage. And, uh, oh, look who's, look who's popped in. Joe says, what up, K-Man? I appreciate you, my friend, my brother. Thank you so much for coming in. And still showing some support. I know that you always will. But it's greatly appreciated. Ed was talking about a stacked NXT show. And then Bobby has uh, given some information here of for Power Out. It says tonight on NWA Power. Uh, Victor Benjamin versus Matt Cardona. Tootie Lynn versus Marty Bell. Melina versus Christy Jane's genocide versus uh, Natalia Markova and other matches. Lots of, lots of women being showcased in that, which is fantastic to see. It definitely is. <laughs> Joe coming in here saying, I may hate wrestling, but I'll always love in quotations, turnbuckle talk, LOL. Now, I appreciate that. I really do. Go back and listen to the beginning of the show just so that you can uh, hear maybe, maybe what I have planned. Uh, you need to get into contact with a couple of people and see if, uh, if it's possible to be able to do so. So yeah, body shaming. Just don't do it, people. Another person that has 
been shown some body shaming. Is this next person who actually made, in my opinion, a fantastic debut with AEW. Now, this was maybe not exactly as planned because Tony Khan did own up to it and say that he messed up, that his interpretation of Forbidden Door was different than actual interpretation of Forbidden Door. So we not only got one debut, but we got two debuts that happened and this next person has been a part of that body shaming unfortunately and we're talking the big surprise of keith lee i marked out i really did i will definitely be honest with you it was awesome to see that matchup I think went exactly as it should have. Keith Lee looked amazing. Although some are saying, oh, the guy's too fat. What is he doing? No, I think, I think he actually, uh, I think he did fantastic. Made to look like a monster. But a good monster. And I think it was good. But I did see a number of people. It, did it outweigh? No, it didn't. It didn't outweigh, but I did see a number of people talking negatively about this debut. I don't think that there's really any reason for there to have been negativity at all. Not at all. If you found anything negative in that, please message me at TV Talk Pod and let's talk because I want to know what you saw negative in that. And then people were pissed off and upset that this next person who showed up didn't actually do much and have a match or do anything, but just give it time, please. Just give it time. Tony Khan, realizing his mistake, decided to actually go Forbidden Door and brought in Switchblade, Jay White. I have always been a fan of Jay White, who is, yes, still the current leader of the Bullet Club. from New Japan Pro Wrestling coming over to do some work with AEW. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I was so happy to see it. Bobby saying that he was happy to see AQA and Keith Lee wrestle on AEW last week. I very much so was as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about AQA and uh, Jade Car Car <clears throat> Jade Cargill. Probably at the end of this episode here. What are your thoughts? If you are listening to this after in podcast form or re-watching this, after the live broadcast, first off, thank you for that. And second, let me know your thoughts on the debut of Keith Lee and the incorporation of Jay White into AEW. I'm really interested. I, I, I sincerely am interested in your thoughts and your ideas on that. 
we are now coming up to just about 25 minutes of the show here. And we are definitely about halfway through. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to take just a small break so that we can hear from a few of our sponsors. Support for Turnbuckle Talk as heard on Love Wrestling is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. I am Carl Garifel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Thank you so much to everyone for coming back and staying for that little commercial break that we took. We got to get our sponsors in there. Collar and Elbow Brand, we are the first sponsored Collar and Elbow Branded podcast. Absolutely happy, and it's, it's amazing that we were included and have been since the beginning days of Collar and Elbow Brand. Manscaped is a product that I actually use. I don't just promote, I use it too. And I absolutely love it. You heard that promo code for Manscaped, Love Wrestling, to get you 20% off plus free worldwide shipping. Free worldwide shipping is something unheard of these days. It definitely is. Color and Elbow gives you the promo code JK Podcast, and that is going to give you 10% off your entire purchase, whether it's brand new or clearanced merchandise. Our friends over at Phoenix at fnxfit.com use promo code TBTalkPod, get 15% off your entire purchase. And we can't forget our friend Rich, Rich King over at RK Athletics out in Edmonton. If you are in the area you can actually go to the studio and get personal training or contact them and you can get a hold of them online. They're found at RK Athletics One on all the socials. And you can get a hold of them for some personal training that you can do at home. Before we get back into the topics here, we are going to get to some of the comments that have been left here. Let's see. Bobby coming in saying Jay White is actually wrestling on Impact this Saturday. That is true. Jay White is doing so much all over the place. He definitely is. Definitely is. And a matchup that he is looking forward to on impact is going to be Giselle Shaw versus Lady Frost. Lady Frost is one of those ladies that uh, is really starting to make a name for herself. And it's fantastic to see she is doing wonderful things. And I cannot wait to see what more we get from her. As I said, this is really a, an AEW packed show this week. So I'm going to talk a couple of other AEW things here. No, 
I'm actually going to change that. We are not going to. We are going to talk something a little bit different. We're going to talk spoilers. Spoiler alert. For those of you who have not been on social media this past week, <laughs> which I don't think is going to be very many, so for most, this is not going to be a spoiler, but we have a new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Even someone who is not still a fan of professional wrestling anymore in Mighty Joe, I'm sure that Mighty Joe has even seen this. Matt Cardona beat Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship which has been met with a lot of heat from the internet wrestling community. Bobby's asking if I watched Raw yesterday. Bobby, I did not. I had to work, so I did not get the opportunity to watch it. It is something that I will be watching soon. The internet wrestling community has seemingly gone off their rockers because Matt Cardona has won this championship. Some of the things that I've seen have been, what the hell is this? You go from Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Nick Aldis, to Matt Cardona? I think it's absolutely fantastic. Matt Cardona has done so much for himself through his wrestling career. From being with the WWE and not being used to the capacity that he figured he should have been to creating the internet championship and essentially making a cult following for then Zack Ryder Woo, woo, woo. I was a fan of Zack Ryder, and I am still a fan of Matt Cardona. I think this is fantastic. I'm going to get some heat for this. I know I am. But I honestly put Matt Cardona in the same category as a Chris Jericho. Now, wait. Before all of the hate comes, let me explain a little bit. Bobby, I agree with you here. Bobby saying that he, he, Bobby says, I like Matt Cardona as the NWA champion. I agree. I do too. Matt Cardona on the level of Chris Jericho. How? Well, the ability to reinvent yourself is very prevalent in Matt Cardona, who has gone from this fun-loving Long Island Ice Z to the Death King match champion. He's been able to reinvent himself in a number of different ways while still being Matt Cardona. <laughs> wow. Who's, who else has done that? That's right, Chris Jericho. Matt Cardona has a very long way to go to be really in that top echelon like Chris Jericho. But I think he's well on his way. Bobby again saying here, Matt Cardona will be a fighting champion. I, I fully agree with that. He definitely is going to be a fighting champion. And I personally hope that he is able to keep that championship for a while. I'm not sponsored by them at all, but if you guys want your own NWA championship, 
go and check out my friends over at Fandu Belts. FandoBelts.com. Go and check them out. Because they have been commissioned by the NWA to create the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship Replica with two different versions. The pre-2021 with Australia plate or the post-2021, the Nick Aldis one with the England UK plate on it. So go and check them out if you want your own NWA World Championship. Matt Cardona is definitely going to be a fighting champion, and I'm very happy to see him as NWA champion right now. We already know that we are going to be getting a matchup between Matt Cardona and Nick Aldis. Because as Matt Cardona won this matchup, Nick Aldis showed up and essentially said, listen, dude, I'm still owed my rematch. So we're going to be getting it. And I'm happy for that. I, I am excited. Actually, I'm, I'm excited to see Matt Cardona taking on Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick Aldis, even back in his days with Impact Wrestling or TNA when he was known as Magnus, I enjoyed watching him. I think he is a fantastic professional wrestler. Someone who really takes the old school aspects of professional wrestling and brings them to today. And that's why I think that Nick Aldis in NWA is a perfect fit. And how amazing is it going to be to kind of see an old school type mentality taking on a new school mentality in Matt Cardona? So there we have it. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. But it really isn't a spoiler alert because after the matchup, after uh, Matt Cardona won that championship, uh, he was all over the socials letting everybody know that he won. Somebody that I know, that I trust, and that I think is an absolutely fantastic person is my friend, Ryan K. Bowman. Ryan Bowman has been a man that has done a lot of articles for different websites, newspapers, and at one time even held and owned the gorillaposition.com. Well, a milestone has come for my friend, Ryan Bowman, over on Sports Kita. I would love if everyone were to go to Sports Kita and follow Ryan K. Bowman and read his articles because they are absolutely fantastic and amazing, every single one of them. And that milestone is 300. It is now 300 plus articles that he has done for sports Kita. This is going to be a little sentimental from me to Ryan Papa bear. I'm proud of you. Keep on doing what you're doing and congratulations. Now we make our way back to a little bit of AEW. So <laughs> I'm talking with Mighty Joe, with Big Joe, with Joe. And we were discussing how the AEW roster seems to be getting quite bloated. And I mentioned to him that there are 
contracts that are going to be coming up for renewal. And my belief was that they're just not going to be renewed. We are going to see these contracts finish out and these talents not be re-signed with the company. Well, if it wasn't like a day later, maybe two. Trying to go back here and uh, see. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a little bit after. It definitely was. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we get an article that comes out that says uh, tough choices had to be made when it comes to AEW contract renewals. Well, as Joe and I discussed, that is exactly what is happening. And even Tony Khan has come out and said that this is happening as well. Tony Khan has come out and said that, unfortunately, he can't keep everybody on contract anymore. And that when these contracts come up, that they're really going to have to take a look and a deep dive into, are these competitors still going to be a good fit for the company moving forward? And if not then their contracts won't be renewed. Okay. John Perillo, thank you so much for the like. I appreciate you. You were a constant in this game. Thank you very much for coming by. So over the next little while, we are going to be seeing some names from within AEW that are not going to be seen on AEW anymore. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. Is it a good thing? Possibly. Possibly. You've got all of these workers that you have who can't all have top-tier status. So you have your competitors that are, at this point, just working dark and dark elevation that may actually just be happy doing that. Just being an enhancement talent. Now what's going to happen if you start getting rid of all of them? Is dark and dark elevation going to suffer? Are we going to start to see in an hour long program only maybe four matches with some highlights from Dynamite or Ram and Rampage. Are they going to turn out to be more like a Rampage show? I don't know. I can't answer that question right now. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I do understand from a business standpoint that you cannot keep all of these people on contract paying them to essentially sit at home or to sit at the arena and not do anything. And we have seen it already today. AEW and Tony Khan put out a press release. That probably really popped loudly for all of you. I'm sorry about that. I need to get a good pop filter for this. Um, there are two names that are no longer with AEW, according to Tony Khan. According to a 
press release put out onto social media from Tony Khan. So I am going to read this out for everyone here. It says, from Tony Khan, CEO, President, General Manager, and Head of Creative, All Elite Wrestling. Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Cody, that's why I wear my Cody shirt today. Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love of community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long. Something new, innovative, and lasting. Brandy helped us shape the AEW story, and I appreciate how hard she fought for us both in the ring and out of the ring. Competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes, including great partnerships with Culture City and the American Heart Association. I have immense respect and appreciation for Cody and Brandy, and I wish them both the best as they move on from AEW. Thank you, Cody and Brandy. So now, this is high caliber. Now, this probably is something from Cody himself. Cody and Brandy both probably just want to spend more time with their daughter. I get that. Definitely, I do. But this is the beginning. And I think it's only going to explode from here. As contracts come up, I don't believe the majority of them are going to be renewed. This has been met with a lot of talk from the internet wrestling community as well. Lots of people just saying, oh, this is all a work. This is a work. This is a work. Oh, it's just part of the show. This isn't true. It's not happening. Blah, blah, blah. And then we're hearing lots of, oh, well, guess he's going back to the WWE. <laughs> oh, people. Do we really need to look so deep and so far into things? If these two have decided that they want to get out of it for a while. Just let them. There's no need for you to speculate. There's no need for you to go off and be like, this is just a work. This isn't true. I'll believe it when I see it. Blah, blah, blah. Tony Khan put it out there for you. That would be like the CEO, the president, the owner, of McDonald's saying, we've decided to take away the quarter pounder with cheese or the quarter pound burger. And everybody going, oh, it's not true. I'll believe it when I see it. But yet they've just done this big press release for it. They've put it out there and said, we appreciate everything that the quarter pounder with cheese has done for our company and helped build. But it's time that we just focus on the Big Mac, and the filet fish Do you know how that would look on a company if they were to be like, <laughs> gotcha, just joking. <laughs> really? See, that's why I believe what I'm reading from Tony Khan right now. Because as the owner, the president, the head of talent, the head of creative, whatever he is, whatever multiple roles that he's in, you want people to believe in you and your product. And yes, I get that this is just entertainment 
to a to an aspect to a point i do get it but i don't think that it's going to be that much of a big issue i don't think it's going to be really i don't so come on lj cartier raid thank you so much for the raid i really appreciate that we're almost done here almost and this number has jumped up to 58 so that I see viewing. So thank you so much for the raid. I really appreciate it right now. What we're talking about is just a whole bunch of professional wrestling. Talking about Cody and Brandy Rhodes being gone from AEW. Spoiler if nobody has heard yet, but it definitely has happened and has been put out there and is actually given to us from the owner, Tony Khan, who has said that they're done. I wish them the best. I thank them so much for everything that they've done. And I, I, I wish them the best going forward. So that is absolutely fantastic. So it'll be very interesting to see where and what happens, where they go. Definitely it's going to be. And I hope for the best for them. And that is why I wore my Cody shirt today. I don't think Cody's really going anywhere. I think that this is just going to be a uh, little step back for a while. Let them focus on family, Cody and Brandy. And we're going to see Cody again in some capacity. This episode was titled, Are You Reffin' Kidding Me? And it was titled that because of this final topic. Bobby talked earlier about how he loved seeing AQA in a matchup with AEW. It was a great matchup. It was, it definitely was. It was a good matchup from AQA and Jade Cargill. My problem with it, though, is that damn referee Remsburg. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here for a moment. Please indulge me. Remsburg. Stop flailing your arms around. Remsburg. How are you walking away from a matchup when you are making it look as though you just got the shit beat out of you when no one's even around you inside of that ring? Remsburg. What is your deal, man? Do you want to be a performer? Or do you want to be a referee? You need to freaking choose, dude. And go to whoever you need to go to and talk to them about it. If you want to be a performer, be a damn performer. If you want to be a referee, you need to tone your ass down. Stay out of the way. And just be a damn referee. Oh. I have been very, very vocal of my disdain of Bryce Remsburg. And it has now come even further. When I watched this matchup between AQA and Jade Cargill. During the matchup, we saw near the end of the match, Jade Cargill puts AQA up on the top rope, sits her down up on the top rope, up on the top turnbuckle. And there's a little bit of a scuffle that's going on. It's looking good. Everything's great. And then, then what do my ears hear? Push her off, crossbody. Push her off, crossbody. Wait a damn minute. Wait just a damn minute. Was that a guy's voice? I understand Jade Cargill may look as though she is manly. She's got a, you know, physique to her that maybe looks like a, a, a man's physique. I get it. Um, that was a man's voice. 
So I had to go back and I had to listen to it. A couple of wordsmith. <laughs> yeah, it's a shoot. Pew, pew. Um, I had to go back and I had to listen to it a couple of times. Because I was blown away. I, I, I honestly, honestly. So we have the referee now calling the matchup. Since when? In all of my time inside of a professional wrestling ring before my retirement from in-ring competition, the most the referee did was say, it's time to go home. All right, time to go home. That means we're going to get to the finish within the next four to five minutes. For the independent, that's what it was. I, I you know. We, we always did, you know, three to five minutes, I would say. Why on God's green earth, or in my area right now, uh, snow-covered earth, is the referee calling the matchup? So after you hear Bryce Remsburg say, push her off, cross body, push her off, cross body, that's exactly what happened. It pisses me off. This referee pisses me off. And what angers me even more about this referee, Bryce Remsburg, Matt, you're never late when it comes to turnbuckle talk because you can always go back and listen to the entire show in podcast form or watch the video over on YouTube at Turnbuckle Studios. So, but hello. <laughs> so nice of you to come by. This referee has even trained some other referees to work the same way that he does. Oh. I can't do it anymore. I need to breathe. Okay. I want to know your guys' thoughts on that. Darnell, how you doing, my friend? So good to see you. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. As I've said before, and I will put the banner up right now because I have not had it up at all this show, but down at the bottom in the ticker, thank you to all the amazing fans and supporters Lawrence, thank you so much for the raid. I really appreciate that. I know that you all came in here at the end of this show and the end of this program, but I ask, go to my YouTube page, Turnbuckle Studios, or go over to the Love Wrestling YouTube page and check out Turnbuckle Talk over there. If you like what you see, Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Subscribe to both. Because over on Turnbuckle Studios, I do other things. I do different things over there as well. Leave it some love. Some likes, some hearts. Subscribe. Notification bell. Turnbuckle Talk goes on Tuesdays. Usually at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless my shoot job has me work until 7, then I go on for 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I would love for all of you that are now here from this raid that have not experienced a full Turnbuckle Talk episode to go back and either re-watch this episode or take a look at last week's episode and become fans of the show because as i rate down at the bottom thank you to all of you fans and supporters it's because of your support that i continue to do this you all are simply amazing and i can't say enough good words about all of you so what i will say though 
is that it has been an absolute pleasure to have each and every one of you here with me again this week for Turnbuckle Talk. I will continue to bring you the best programming that I possibly can week after week. Thank you so much for watching. I am Carl Carafel, and until next week, see ya. Bye.